Now, we have been talking about how to receive from God, and I'd like to continue that. What I've been trying to say to us is, one, you do not receive from God because of what you did for him. You receive from God purely because you come to him in faith, trusting in his love, trusting in his mercy. I have been explaining again and again that the mercy of God has a name. The mercy of God is called Jesus Christ. Mercy is what God does for you so as to overlook your sins. Mercy is what God does for you so as to wipe away the consequences of your sins. I explained the other time, and I need to say it again just for emphasis, that when God forgives, you know, sin is a spiritual force. Sin is not just a moral problem. Sin doesn't mean that, uh, okay, he did something his father doesn't like. Sin is not just about God doesn't like that thing you guys are doing, or you may be angry. No. Sin is like eating poison. It's a spiritual poison. That's what sin is. And in the realm of the spirit, it hangs there. Anytime you do what is wrong, you create a contamination into the realm of the spirit that affects you. You create a contamination into the realm of the spirit that affects your children. Just by the way, let me just really say this again to help some people. For example, if you're a parent, you're a gatekeeper into your home. The kind of evil that can come into your home or the kind of blessing that can come into your home is determined by your own behavior. If you continue to walk in sin, you are opening the doors of evil into your house. Your children will behave anyhow. Your children will be dull and stupid. You understand? Because of the consequence of your sins that you used to open the door into their lives. You understand? So you have to be careful. What you do as, a, as an individual does not only affect you, it affects those who are connected to you. It affects those who depend on you. That's why when David sinned, something interesting happened in Israel. When David sinned against God, when he went to number the nation of Israel, 70,000 people died and none of them in his household that we are aware of. They were the people that David cried and said, these are the sheep. God, what have they done? But what was happening was that they were connected to David. What was happening was that David was the light over them. He was the one that was bringing forth the blessing of God into their lives by his work with God as the king of Israel. So that when he began to disobey God, in the same manner, he was bringing forth evil into the lives of those people. Until God showed him mercy and he offered up a sacrifice to stop the evil that was coming into the land. So bear that in mind. So sin, that's what it is. So what God does when he wants to show us mercy is not just to say, forget that your sin, I'm not thinking about it again. No, he has to apply the appropriate remedy. I hope you're getting my point. He has to apply the appropriate remedy. And the appropriate remedy here is the blood of Jesus. It's the life of God that Jesus brought into the earth. That was shed on the cross. He was punished for our transgressions. That's what the Bible says. And that was that he released a power into the realm of the spirit that counteracted the forces that our sins generated. So what we now need, therefore, is not to be focused, of our, uh, focused on our sins. We focus on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Very important. That's what Jesus says. You know, when we're talking about give your life to Christ, we're not saying join our church and start looking like us. No, the primary thing is that except you repent, you will perish. The primary thing is that except you repent, the evil that you did in the past will come upon you. It will come upon those who are connected to you. We are saying that except you repent, the evil of your ancestors will come upon you because you are connected to them. What delivers you, let me just you know, digress briefly again. What delivers you from the ancestral curses that we'll talk about is faith in the power of the blood of Jesus. It is not by going to the village to go and uproot a tree. Uprooting a tree will never help you. You cannot give an offering. You know, I hear that's being preached here and there. You know, give an offering, they tell you, to cancel the sin of previous generations. You can never do that. What cancels the sins of previous generations is the blood of Jesus. What cancels the sin of previous generations is faith in his blood. 
The blood of Jesus is what God applied to counteract all the effects of sin. Therefore, the summary of the mercy of God is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so that's what we've been trying to emphasize. You know, we have been reading from that book of Luke chapter 18, telling, telling the story about two men who went to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a sinner, a tax collector. And one went and said, God, I have done everything right. I am not a swindler. I am not unjust. I am not an adulterer. I am not like this tax collector who is a sinner. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes of all that I get. So you will answer me. But the other man went and said, Lord, be merciful to me, uh, the sinner. And we have been explaining what that mercy means. That mercy means in today's um, um, spiritual climate, that is after the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that mercy means that apply the blood of Jesus, all right, to my life. That mercy means that look at the blood of Jesus and don't look at my works. That mercy means that look at what God, Jesus did on the cross for me. It was saying to God, look at what you have done through the power of the work of your son, Jesus Christ, and do something for me. And Jesus said, that is what got that man justified. He became exalted rather than being humbled. The thing he wanted from God, God gave to him. That's what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. And I want to continue to emphasize that. When we are praying, Jesus said, we pray in his name. He said, the Father loves us. We pray in the name of Jesus. When we mention that name, I need to emphasize this. I'll continue that one next time because my time is almost out. When we pray in the name of Jesus, what we are saying is not just the name. You know, people sometimes get carried away by words, you understand, alone. Or what I mean, we use the word mere words. Words are powerful. There's what the Bible calls mere words. Empty words, things you say that don't have any substance behind them. A lot of people this is when they pray, the name of Jesus doesn't have any substance, you know, in their hearts when they are uttering it. They say that name just like a mantra. They say that name just out of habit. Since they were children, they have been hearing the name of Jesus. You see a sinner, something happens, say, hey, blood of Jesus. He's not willing to repent of his sins. Before you can say blood of Jesus, you must understand the power in that blood. One of the first things, actually, the blood does for you is to cleanse you of your sins if you expose yourself to it. So if you remain a sinner, you understand, after you have uttered the blood of Jesus, you have not yet understood what that blood means and your uttering it has not helped you at all. It's very common. Everybody, you see a sinner shouts the blood of Jesus. You see somewhere, you see a sinner say, I reject it. You know, they start using Christian words without realizing the power of Christ. Listen to me, it's not just words. When we utter words, for those words to be effective, there must be something in our hearts that we are saying. So we're talking about praying in the name of Jesus. We all grew up with it as Christians. And that when you want to pray, through Jesus Christ our Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. But what does he mean? I've been explaining it. The first thing is that, listen, this is the foundation of mercy. So when we, like Jesus said in that book of John chapter 16 that we read a few times, he said, when you come to the Father, you will come in my name. When you come to the Father in my name, he will give you everything that you ask for. When you come to the Father in my name, the Father sees it that you have believed in me and you have loved me. And that will expose you, he said, to the love of the Father. And we said it is because of the love of the Father that we receive anything that we are receiving from him, not because of what we did. Please, I need to emphasize that before I close again today. Because we have to continue to say these things until people believe the, the words, because it's true. Listen, you are not getting because of what you give. You are not getting from God because of that. James said you have not because you ask not. He said, you ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly. The reason why you don't get from God is because you ask wrongly. When you go and ask, you don't come in the power of the name of Jesus. You come in the power of your own works. You come with the Pharisee's attitude. Even though you may use the name of Jesus, this is the kind of thing you hear people say, 
God, give this to me in Jesus' name because I have already done this. By saying that, you have canceled the meaning of the word in Jesus' name. Are you getting what I'm going to say there? That is, it is not just to say in Jesus' name. What does in Jesus' name mean? In Jesus' name means that God, it means Father, I have come to you because my faith in Jesus tells me that you are my Father and you love me. God, I have come to you, not because of the power of my own works, but because of the power of the blood of Jesus. God, I have come to you because Jesus indeed is the reason why you will do everything that you are going to do for me, not because of what I have done. God, I have come to you. Anything I do, I do because you made me able to do them. But when I want to receive from you, I receive from you because of your love, purely because of your love, which is manifested through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of these and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.